it's 5.15 and you know what that means. And it's Tuesday and we're going to go so off the wall I can't even hardly handle This is To The Turnbuckle presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling on Facebook. I'm Logan Loganity Morris. That is Travis Gnarly, Hot Wheels Napper. He's looking sexy and dapper. How are you, buddy? Feeling dapper. Feeling dapper. And like quite the yapper. Quite the yapper. Because I have a lot to yap about. Into it. And it's been a really rough day, so now I get to get all of my frustrations out into three hours worth of content. We're going to get into it, but uh, they determined that a threesome requires three, and we get a whole lot sexier here at the end of this Oreo cookie. I'm talking about, of course, Mr. Jason, Mac Daddy McCarthy. Mac Daddy McCarthy, how are you? Have you bought your Jericho Appreciation Society t-shirt yet? Uh, no, not just yet, because i got to buy the Scott Hall shirt, too. So I'll probably buy it after the show tonight. Gotcha. It was a busy day. I was up early. Yes. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Uh, we're we're going to have some fun. Again, to the turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling. If you need audio edited, anything like that, your podcast worked on, reviewed, Bruiser Nation Productions has got you. Go to BruiserNationProductions.com today. All righty. Well... So maybe kind of, sort of, who Cody Rhodes is in WWE. Reportedly, he signed with WWE about two weeks ago, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. So yeah. just leave us alone. Don't. <laughs> leave Cody alone! Uh, Lisa says, hey, hey, Lisa, how the hell are you? Raise a little hell with us today. All righty, well... So Cody is reportedly signed to WWE. Do you buy it, Mr. McCarthy? I mean, at this point, crazier things have happened, I guess. I don't know. I mean, all signs seem to point to it. But I, I'm, after last night, though, like, I don't know. Like, shouldn't he come out, like, at some point? Like, before six days before WrestleMania? No. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that make sense? No. I mean, at, it would make sense, should, but that's not the point. He should come out at WrestleMania. That's when he should come out. Should the Hardys have come out six days before WrestleMania? No. They came out at WrestleMania, and it was awesome. And Napper's upset yep. with Jeff Hardy, and he'll tell you why later. Nobody yes. knew that. Yes, Napper. I am. We're all 100% aware that Cody's with WWE at this point. Yeah, we, we're Are not, we? We're Hundred percent aware. We're like ninety four. We're like yeah, we're pretty sure. I but we, said we aware. I didn't say positive. Those are we, two we, different words. We truly don't know. So or do you? Are you holding out on us? Do you know something we don't, McCarthy? McCarthy. Don't when you. don't I know things that you guys don't? Wow. Ouch. <laughs> that hurts. That was mean, but I stand by my. Napper, I'm going to move oh, on. Oh, that's so, so unfortunate. His voice just cut off there magically. I don't know what happened there. Stupid. Oh, it happened again. I'll be doing on. Oh, my God. Is it that button you're pressing? Let's see. <laughs> McCarthy, keep talking. Um. Uh, what, uh, and uh, room in the uh, buckle head. Hi, honey. I'm in a tunnel. (laughs) 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 And anybody that's listening to the audio portion of the show, I'm sorry. What did you do? Nothing. 
I don't believe you. I had fun. We were going in a school on air tunnel. There's <laughs> an imaginary ch- train. Get on the damn train. It's a magical wonderland. All right. So do you oh. buy the Cody Rhodes' Simon WWE rumors? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, any other analysis you'd like to add to that? I have a hard time believing it's not, honestly, because if it's not, then A... WWE has done a masterful troll job. And who knew that uh, Vince McMahon loved trolls this much because he's become one of the biggest ones there is. Number two, the way that it's booked, there I, I don't feel like there's anybody else that fits the bill to the suspense that they're trying to dish out. Because say what you want about the last two weeks and the way they've booked Seth Rollins, but the premise behind it has been pretty good and has been like you're expecting something big is going to happen. Like I said, I think it was last week or the week before, they don't put this much investment into somebody that's not on the Mania card. So clearly he's going to be on the Mania card, and to have it be basically three weeks of what's going to happen to Seth Rollins, what's going to happen to Seth Rollins, what's going to happen to Seth Rollins, I would have a hard time believing they're not going to give him somebody worth that level of detail in the storyline. Fun time. Well, I, Maybe it is fun time. Well, who knows? Uh, Maybe it's Firefly. Fun time. Well, look, I, I think for sure it's Cody. That's who I want it to be. If not, I'm going to be pissed off uh, for no other reason than I want to. I want to see every AEW Mark's face when, hey, there he is. You wanted to turn heel? How's that for a heel turn? <laughs> so that on Twitter How's and laugh so hard. That's, that was a great tweet. How's that? <laughs> I'm going back to Vinny. I'm going to the dark side. Uh, I do. I believe that he'll be at WrestleMania. I don't think you should debut him until WrestleMania, because listen to the pl- listen to the place. He was his name was chanted like he was CM Punk last night for most of the show. Imagine the pop if we just hold him off two more weeks. WrestleMania somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred thousand people, depending on ticket sales, and it'll. You, you it'll, I feel like you do have to give some hint that it's Cody. I, I would be okay if you show a vignette that he like accepts the challenge or something. And even then, you could make it full on vague, like it's a shadow of Cody, and nobody's still able to tell that it's Cody. But gives—I feel like you got to give something that okay. Now we know it's an opponent. We know it looks kind of like Cody, but maybe it's not Cody. That's all I'm looking for next week is. Something to definitively show that it's going to be an opponent, that maybe it looks like Cody, maybe it doesn't, and then we can go from there. We don't have to have them debut. Well, let's get into the longest weekly running episode of television series in history, Monday Night Raw. Mr. McCarthy, did you watch Raw last night? I watched more of it than I did the week a week ago, so yes. Okay, did. did you watch the end of Raw last night? <laughs> I did. All right. So at the end of Raw, we did the same thing that we did last week because creativity, it runs on fumes in Stanford. Uh, 
create it runs on fumes. It's being blocked out by protein shakes and protein bars. And and you know, his irritable bowel syndrome he talked about one time on Raw a few weeks ago. Maybe a maybe a ingrown toenail, as he mentioned. And six weeks ago or so he said he had the jock itch. So no wonder he can't think uh what to do with this program. Um, and I don't even think he and Linda live together anymore, so I don't know where he's getting the jock itch from. Pretty sure she lives in Florida. I don't think I want to think about that. So, we did the exact same damn thing this week. Uh, Seth Rollins gets one last chance. Uh, like an abusive ex-husband. One last chance to get it right and uh, get to WrestleMania. He's going to take it to Styles' spot. Here's my... I know we're going to Cody, and I think that's going to be great. It's going to be a WrestleMania moment. I'm hyped for it. I'll buy the T-shirt. Here's my problem, though, with this build. This has been a show, a program, a company, where if you want to call somebody out, you just can. Seth Rollins, the visionary, can't go, you know what, I want Kane. You know what, I want Goldberg. Like, why Why would you do the exact same thing? I'm talking about mention names that if they're not showing up, because those names I just mentioned likely aren't, but also very few people will be upset if you tease them and they don't actually show, because, you know, Kane is, he's a big deal, don't get me wrong, but he's no one that people clamor to see unless you're a diehard brother destruction guy like me. And Goldberg, same thing, I'm, I'm one of the few. But this company... John Cena came out a few years ago and cut a promo on why he couldn't challenge The Undertaker because he was told not to, and then proceeded to challenge The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins has no better creativity than to just go, I'm going to take your spot. Well, and especially, like, in certain cases, like, people were calling out The Undertaker for years. Yeah. Like, I want you. I just decided randomly that you are it now. Hey. We've got two days. I'm sure they can fit us on. I don't like you. Let's fight. Ready? Fight. I'm saying there's a boatload of guys that he could just desperately go, I'm going to call. You know, he could have one segment, like I said, where he calls out Kane. Another segment where he calls out Goldberg. Uh, Or call out the guys that freaking KO was calling out. Call out the Booker T's. Call out the JBL's. Call out, I don't know if I'd call it the Undertaker, but... Call out those guys. Yeah. He named off like three different people. Or or get weird and start screwing with people and call out the big show and Mark Henry. There's no reason to because the big show the big show is, you know, that's a WWE copyrighted name, so you could say it. Call out Goldust. We know they're not gonna be there, but I'm saying be that desperate. See, that would have been funny, at least if he called out uh Mark. And plus or, uh yeah, Mark Henry. And plus, technically that would be the AEW connection with Cody. Right. So, that's why. That's why I think it would be funny because if he throw, throws them out, it's like, well, you get a AEW superstar, but it's not Mark Henry. So, but I will say this: for as much as I was upset about the laziness of it, when it ended, they did it in a different way. Seth Rollins had it melt down, started breaking ish like I haven't seen broken in quite some time since NXT days. Yeah, I mean, it was, or uh, Nexus days. Yeah. Uh, so, and he said that Raw is canceled if he doesn't get what he wants, his WrestleMania match or moment, whatever word he exactly used. So now I'll give him credit. I'll give old Vinny credit. 
I'm I'm intrigued. I am hella intrigued because I don't know what you do next week. Do you have Cody show up? If so, why would he be the savior of Monday Night Raw? Do you not have him show up? If so, then what the hell are we going to do for three hours next week? Because obviously the show is going to go on, but is he going to just sit in a chair the whole time? I am intrigued. Mr. McCarthy, what do you think of Seth Rollins' meltdown and threat to pretty much hold Raw hostage if he doesn't get what he wants next week? And what are they going to do? Do we get Cody next week or not? The meltdown was classic. It was more than likely the highlight of Raw. Not that Seth Rollins and AJ Styles wasn't a great match, but like you said, that's something that we haven't seen in quite some time. And we've never seen somebody try to start taking their turnbuckles apart and hit it with a hit the table with. That was classic. That LED board went to hell and back real quick. Isn't it? As far as what we get next week, we get Adam Pierce telling him he's facing a new signing at WrestleMania. That's what we get. And then the show will go on as normal and as confusing as ever. Great. So his 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 nightmare will be over, but in some ways his nightmare will have just begun. Precisely. But he'll be living the dream at WrestleMania with a little bit of smoke and mirrors. He thought his he thought his hopes were dashed. <laughs> yes. See what I mean? Oh. Troll job. If not, people are going to pissed. Pissed as hell. So, what say you, Mr. Napper? What do we get next week? What do you think of the meltdown? And does Cody pop up next week on Raw in Pittsburgh? Uh, uh, I, I, again, I hope he doesn't. The sad thing is all signs seem to be pointing that that's going to happen. Here's the thing that kind of confuses me, though. Part of me wants to say he shows up, but then part of me looks at what's lined up already for that show. They've got a Raw After Mania lineup. It's stacked. Like, if Cody Rhodes shows up, you've already got Brock. You've already got Roman showing up on the car- on the card. Then you got Cody. There's a possibility that maybe you even have Stone Cold. Not any rumors that are thrown around, just a thought that I had. Not that I had. Actually, Alex brought it to my attention. Um, Side note, two years ago, Stone Cold was supposed to show up at a show in Pittsburgh for 316 Day. It got canceled because of COVID. Guess where Raw is supposed to be next week? Pittsburgh. Stone Cold, maybe showing up on Pittsburgh. Makes me really want to go to that show. But I, I I think you have to almost do, like we said, you have to do something. Because if you do next to nothing that resembles that Cody's appearing, then you've kind of lost a little bit of that momentum. Is the crowd still going to pop when Cody shows up? Of course. It's Cody. It's it's something new. It's something we never expected that we were going to get to see. It's it's history in wrestling. Absolutely. So it's going to be spectacular no matter what. But for those of us diehards that love a good story, we want to see them tell a good story. And I don't think you tell that good story by having him show up next week. It doesn't do anything horrible for the story. No. But I like this idea of 
keep us waiting, keep us waiting, keep us waiting. Is he really going to show up? Because we can sit here and say, oh, we've seen the rumors. It's true. Bleacher Report. I saw a notification on my phone the day that he supposedly signed, that even they are convinced that he signed. I'm still not convinced completely. They still have a chance to get people invested because we still don't have an answer. And I don't want to have an answer until WrestleMania because then it's so more, much more special. I agree. A couple comments to get to you. Nathan Burge, our friend. Friend Nathan, you remember him, Nate, from uh, the Arnold. I do. Yes, he's got a big league beard, by the way. He does. I'm he very said, jealous. He said, what's going on, guys? Not much. Just raising hell till 8 p.m. Thank you for tuning in. He said, I thought Cody was at work until the show I was on ghosted involving him. Hmm. Mm. Uh, my friend Dan Foster says, I don't think Cody will be announced anything before WrestleMania, but I'm not sure he's going to WWE. I think he is, Dan, but we'll see. Uh, Nathan came back. What about Seth's rumors are fun comment? I think, I think Seth is... Uh, Veteran enough to know that you have to acknowledge the crowd at some point when it, it gets that heavy. It's hard to not. Seth has always been fun on social media, let's be honest. Uh, he's, uh, Nathan also says we have enough to know it's Cody. I, I, I think we do. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that we know it's Cody, but it's one of those you think you know. You're pretty po- It's It's similar to... You think you know him? Yeah, so it's did there. Well, it's similar to The Undertaker and John Cena at WrestleMania. They never announced Taker was showing up until he showed up. And even then, they played tricks on us. We all thought for sure he was showing up, but then, then for a minute, because it took so long, we're like, he's really not showing up? The no good son of a... Can't be and actually, here's another one. Uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker. Because yeah. they played that off like he wasn't going to show, and then they had the chair pop up yeah. in the middle of the ring, and it's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's I think it's Cody, and I'm looking forward to it. And and it's uh, it will be an earth shattering moment in wrestling history, because night one or night two. If you're being a real jerk, I think you tease it like hell. Night one, I think even having him come out there and and damn it, where are you, Cody? And then he finally shows up night two, which is <laughs> awful for the people that pay their money for night one. Don't get me wrong. See, that's the only thing that sucks about this whole two-night WrestleMania is you miss such good shit if you don't get both. Man. Um, so, I don't want Cody on Raw next week. I don't. I don't. I don't. Let's make us salivate. Make us salivate. Part of me doesn't even want Stone Cold next week if that wasn't even an option. I don't, I don't think it's happening. Probably not, because but... Like, like I told you last night, if, if I'm USA Network and I knew... And if, if they found out WWE sitting on a Stone Cold's do Austin Barrett and they're not letting us promote it, I'd be like, what the hell? We can't get two million people to watch this show and you're, you're sitting there with Stone Cold's do Austin in your back pocket and you didn't tell us? Technically, they already did it. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but don't you think, McCarthy, it's best to wait until Mania? Make us salivate for it. You're a man that plays the field. You're the Ric Flair of this show in so many ways in your personal life. What what gal is better to get, the one that's easy or the one you got to go four or five dates on, a really wine and diner? You know, you got to really prove that I'm worth your time. It really is the the one that takes a little bit of work. Yeah. My man. <laughs> 
Dance all in night. The Dance aren't all night. bad either, but you know. Look, I just think that you gotta make us salivate for it. Make us sal. That's the whole point of this business. If it made you wonder what's gonna happen next week, good, they did their job. Frankly, this is this is gonna be one of the most anticipated roles in recent memory as far as Mania season goes. They've done their job. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I have not a clue. None. All right, let's move it along. Kevin Owens impersonated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, Raw kicked off with the glass shattering, that iconic glass shatter we all know and love. And I figured at first, the first time, I was like, it's, it's Kevin. You know, it's just, they would not announce it. I loved watching everybody lose their stuff. I love how they panned extra hard to see everyone lose their stuff. And then the people that aren't well-versed in this thing, like we all are, when they realized, oh, my God, it's Kevin Owens, they looked like absolute schmucks. Uh, And Kevin Owens might be the most underrated heel in the business. Because this was great in every facet. And then when the glass shattered a second time, everybody, including me, thought, damn, he really might be here. (laughs) That's heat. That was real heat. I'm telling you, 15,000 people could have stabbed Kevin Owens right there. Mr. Napper, I know you were upset. Had some choice words in the group chat from Mr. KO. What would you think about him impersonating Stone Cold last night? (laughs) <laughs> so, I actually missed the first glass shatter because I fast forwarded too much, and it, I got I fast forwarded to the point where he was already in the ring, and I could already see the bald head, and I was like, "Oh, ha ha!" He impersonated Stone Cold. Awesome, like you said, it, it was masterful heel work. And then, um, and I messaged. I think I messaged the group chat, and I was like. It would be so cool if the glass shattered right now. I know it's not going to happen. Ten seconds later, it happened. And I was like, oh, my God, he's showing up. I lost my mind. I legitimately lost my mind. And not ten seconds later, like you said, fudge. I didn't say that, but I I, I was like, fudge. Yeah, fudge. <sighs> Mr. McCarthy, what say you? Well, I mean, I'm on the same tip you guys are. I mean, masterful heel work, way to really sucker in the live audience. And haha, I can't, I can't believe he got you. That's the best, Travis. It's the best ever. But it really sets up what we're going to see at WrestleMania. But he's not going to be there on Monday. Probably not. There's no way. I still kind of want to go to that show, though. I think if it would have fell on 316, he'd probably be there. Maybe. Then that, like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to do it two years ago, then it would make a little bit more sense. But we're way past that. I mean, not way past, but past enough. But the, I think the great thing is that was the most excited I think I've been during this whole entire run for WrestleMania because they genuinely sparked a reaction out of me. And, and, you know, that's hard for, like, me, you, Jason, people that follow the backstage and the insides and, you know, everything to do with the business. You know, for the casual fan, that's easy to 
have that response. And maybe not so much because even casual fans, I'm sure, read certain things and read, you know, dirt sheets and rumors and all that fun jazz. But for them to genuinely get a realistic reaction out of diehard fans shows you just how much they did right last night. And that is, they haven't done that very much over the course of these last couple of months. Even with the Brock and Roman stuff, like it, like you, you asked last week if it's gotten a little stale. It has gotten a little bit stale. I think Friday maybe up that just a little bit, but overall, it's kind of taken a little bit of a, a dip back down the hill. But tonight or last night, they did incredible work getting me back on the train. I agree. It's train. The, the WrestleMania Choo Choo Train. I, I agree. I thought, I thought, man. Everybody loves trains, McCarthy. Get off my back. That's true. Everybody I was just asking what train. There's been a lot of trains in wrestling. That's all I'm asking. There's nothing wrong with trains. I can't, I can't legally say that train, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. But you know what train. Fair enough. I say legally like I'll get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. Oddfather got away with it. We're we're moving on. We're moving on. We're mo- we're McCarthy. We're moving on. <laughs> All right. We're moving on. So, I have to say, they did a great job doing. They left me three burning questions last night. Number one: Do we get Cody next week? Now it's time for question number two. Finn Balor defeated Austin Theory. Uh, the special guest commentator was one uh, Patrick McAfee. And uh, this feud's heating up, boys. It's heating up. It's feeling a little personal. It's feeling a little personal. I feel like neither one thinks the other one deserves their spot. And that's good. Shows you how good Kevin uh, not Kevin, pardon me, but Pat is. And really, Austin Theory, I think, could be the next face of the company someday down the line. He reminds me a lot of a young John Cena. Uh, so, we watched this match. Finn Balor defeats Austin Theory thanks to a whole lot of help from Pat McAfee. Obviously, the one, the mentor to Austin Theory is one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I keep waiting on him to get involved here. We're down to a SmackDown and a Raw, and technically a SmackDown. We're down to a little less than a week here, really, if you want to get real. A little over a week, right? Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on the Pat and Austin Theory feud and answer the burning question for me. Is Vince still getting involved in some form or another? Where the hell is the billionaire bastard? I think this is probably one of the better feuds going into WrestleMania, to be honest. And we know what we can expect from both Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. One thing that we, you know, we weren't sure about Pat McAfee the first time, but he takes wrestling seriously, which is why he has a job as a commentator now, I would assume, because he does bring a lot of energy to everything that he does. And I don't think Vince shows up until Austin Theory is about ready to lose. And then he comes out at WrestleMania. 
and attempts to help Austin Theory defeat the evil Pat McAfee in Vince McMahon's eyes anyway. Damn it, I hope you're wrong. We want Vince involved from the jump street, whether that's managing, whether that's a handicap match. We want to hear no chance. We want to know it's coming. Uh, Mr. Napper. Hi. Does Vince get involved sooner than that? Is he still getting involved at all? What say you? Because you told me to wait five minutes and get <laughs> That was an absolute crock of shit. That's what that was. <laughs> Half an hour later. Ooh, whoops, I was wrong. Well, I was going, I was popping off. I, I was uh, convinced. I thought it was going to happen because Pat was being overly jerkish. I I still think Vince somehow gets involved. I do. Because there hasn't been anything that really comes out that he, that's no longer the plan anymore. And he keeps getting mentioned. Yeah. So not to make it obvious, but enough that he's still lingering. Right. So I, I'm I'm not entirely convinced that he's out of the uh, conversation with this. I still think there's maybe hope that maybe he's somehow the special guest referee. I I would love for a, ta- a, a handicap match. I still wish that was the plan. Hopefully, maybe it is. I I think because they're more invested, and honestly, especially if they signed Cody 10, 14 days ago, I think you'll probably get more of that this week coming up of him finding a way to be involved because I'm sure they were so focused on getting that deal done, getting all those stories wrapped up that you probably weren't going to get a lot out of Vince. So maybe now that that's all finalized, we feel like we have the finalized plan for Cody and Seth that he'll find his way back into uh, storylines. I've got a whole shutter run. All right, now i got to go take care of some business. Damn it. Uh, So do you think that, say, his role is announced next Monday or this Friday, next Friday? Uh, What say you? Or do you think it's... I think Friday. Which Friday? I'm going to say this Friday. Okay. So you think he'll... You think going into WrestleMania, we will know his role... McCarthy thinks he's going to pop up during WrestleMania. I think there's got to be something that happens involving Vince McMahon this Friday, simply because Pat showed up on Raw. That, to me, says that they're building towards something to happen on SmackDown. And it can't be just they get physical again, because they've already done that. There's no That doesn't increase the story. It doesn't prolong the story. They've just gotten in each other's face. You've got to add something else, and I feel like that's the time that they're going to do it. Uh, and, and, you know, Vince come out and give one of those slaps. Damn it! Look here. Look here, Sonny Boy. Like you told Austin, he goes, quit looking at me that way, damn it. <laughs> so, do you think, Mr. McCarthy, that I am, I'm, are we still definitely getting Vince, what, no matter when it is, or am I about to be let down like a prom date that said no. Oh, no. Uh, I definitely believe we're still getting Vince McMahon. I just don't think it's going to be like some crazy build. I think they're going to try to hold it off as a surprise at WrestleMania and help Austin Theory get the victory. Because you know I'm going to be a heartbroken. That way it's like a surprise. You know I'm going to be a heartbroken gal if he's not involved, right? Oh, I know. I'll have, have to, to call you and check through. on you and make sure you're you fine. Have to coach me through that next Tuesday. You know that, right? If that happens. 
I'll do my best. Well, you know how I get. I get so emotionally invested. I can't help it. It's a problem. All right. So, speaking of big news coming out of Monday Night Raw, Veer is coming. And finally, we have a date for Veer Mahan. He's coming on April 4th. The Raw after Mania, we have to discuss this. It's been like nine months of the same vignette until about six weeks ago. Then they sort of changed him a little bit. But for a while, it was the changed same. Changed it a lot a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so, but overall, for until about six weeks ago, it was the same vignette we've been seeing for, uh, it was it was the Emolution all over again, Eva Marie, it was, it was man, it was long. Uh, some people thought he would never show up. Some people thought that it would be like Elias, that it goes by the wayside. Our friend David said, it's not happening. And I said, David, oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Veer's going to come to Raw. Now, did I think it was going to be that long? Yeah. No, I didn't. Did I start to lose hope at certain moments and not tell you all in the chat? Yeah, I sure did. Because I said, if it's not the role after Mania, then it's not happening. He's never working for that damn company. Mr. McCarthy Veer is coming to Raw. Finally, April 4th, the role after Mania. It's going to make it the greatest role after Mania in history. We're already set, booked, signed, sealed, delivered. What are your thoughts? Because I'm excited. This man's got to go on a ride back in Goldberg run. I'm thinking undefeated streak until next year's Mania, where he beats The Undertaker. I think uh, you're getting your hopes up a little too quickly. I think they're going to push it back again. Like when movies have issues. Oh, push it back. I can't wait any longer. I mean, most of us can't. I you're see just breaking his heart. Don't do it. You te- you're telling me. Look, I think you're just better because you had that date that kept giving you the runaround. Huh. I just think it'd be funny. Well, Veer is not here for your amusement, and neither am I. You know how heartbroken I'll be if I come in here on April 5th and there isn't and there isn't a Veer debut to talk about? So it's like Bob's Burgers. It's the re-grand opening. You know, a the re grand opening. That's what it's going to be. All right, realistically, let's let's tone it down just a hair. McCarthy, what are your expectations for Veer? Is he going to get a big push with all this, you know, outside of a week or two for the last eight months, these, these promos have aired consistently. So do they have a long-term plan to at least make Veer look strong for a while? What are your thoughts? You're hilarious. Long-term plan? Come on, man. When I say long-term because they don't longer do long-term, I mean two to three mean- months of decent booking. Okay, so WWE long term, sure, yeah, yeah right, everybody right, gets right. that, especially with all these vignettes and yeah, because aren't cheap to produce everything else. But yeah, then he's just gonna get kind of forgotten about until it's like, oh yeah, we haven't had him face Omos yet. And then they'll have him face Omos. And they'll forget oh, about. I'll him be again. so conflicted. So do you, do you think he starts out with a strong push? Does he make his presence felt? Or is this all a bunch of poo-poo kachoo? I mean, he better get a strong push. Damn it. It's a lot of time, money, and effort spent. 
frankly, to just kind of be like, be, okay, yeah, you had your debut the night after WrestleMania. We'll figure we'll, we'll figure something out, and then we don't see him for six months again. He should be he should be United States champion by Money in the Bank. Absolutely, he should be. Money in the Bank is in July. Give him some solid stuff. I mean, have him work with all the job guys. You know, all the job. I'm talking about run through them like water through a tourist. And just, I mean, run them down. Because you, you, you can have two weeks of the same guy. You can have, you can have him dominate R-Truth for two weeks. You can have him dominate Shelton for two weeks. Cedric for two weeks. MVP for two weeks. You know, all the lower card guys that if they lose, it's great. Or not, whatever. And then you could slow. I'm talking about, I think you slowly build him to the, until he gets a truly elite opponent in the later half of this year, like Survivor Series. I would call Kane for SummerSlam, have him run through him. I mean, I would just slowly, methodically have him go up the whole roster, like Goldberg did and Jade Cargill is doing, even though she's doing a poor job. Um, just have him run through this thing. What do you think of that, Mr. McCarthy? I saw you with your grimace. I'd be all right with him running through people. She's better than you give her credit for, and at least she makes effort. She don't know when to kick out. Make one mistake. That's a big one. It is a That's big, a big one. one. But you like, learn well, and you don't well, do it again. Sorry, I cheated on you. That was one mistake. That's a big one. Hey, sometimes. Look, that's, that's a big one. And Mr. Napper, come on in here, Switzerland. First of all, I don't I cannot remember a time Goldberg ever forgot to kick out. He's done some stupid things. I know he's bitter because Bret Hart got the shaft. By the way, if Bret Hart ends up in AEW, I'm pissed. We'll talk about it. That paint drying son of a He might be a Canadian hero, but he's not mine. I'm I'm hundred percent US of A, baby. I don't want to see Bret Hart in AEW. Who the hell? Yeah, let's give them a manager because he can talk. When we think Bret Hart, we think of classic promos. There's a reason we all talk about Owen Moore. All right, anywho. At least, but hey, Bret, Bret and CM Punk can have the greatest bitter off in, in the history of professional wrestling because both of them can't let go of anything. And matter yeah. of fact, CM Punk's so better, he can't let go of Brett's issues. So I think CM Punk really is the best in the world at needing counseling. All right. Guess he's not going to come on this show. <laughs> I feel like he still would. Oh, probably. Look, I, I have great respect for CM Punk, but when you're so bitter that you're griping about what happened to another guy in 99, what were you doing? Popping pebbles in 99? Shut up. You weren't there. You don't know. Shut the hell up. Oh, he, he, he should be going to Saudi Arabia so you can criticize him for his morals too, but then Brett wouldn't be your hero. Okay. Sorry, <sighs> I told you one of those shows. Pisses me off. He's cranky. I I noticed. That's why I'm just letting him go, man. All right. Let's get back to where we were at. Beer, oh, goody. Beer's coming raw. Yeah. Big push, or do you think our buddy David's going to be right? Like, fizzle out like a popcorn <clears throat> fart. I expect 
it should be a big push. Um, especially because usually whenever they have somebody debut on the night after Mania, they tend to tend to give them a good program for at least a couple of months. Um, I don't know how long it's going to go, but I would say ballparking, I'd expect him to at least maybe compete for either the the Intercontinental or Universal, or not Universal, Intercontinental or U.S. Championship over the course of the year. Yeah. I, look, slow, slow, ain't no big deal. All right, we'll move it. We'll move it along. We'll move it along. We'll we'll talk more about CM Punk's bitterness later. Uh, Omos defeated Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz in a two-on-one handicap match. So Omos continues to dominate. He is a colossus. He's a big seven-foot-four big ninja, if you will. Uh, he was at one point the big ninja. You recall that, don't you, McCarthy? Your favorite. I know you sit at home with a photo and cry. The big ninja. I do. I miss that big ninja. Yep. That was legit. I just can't wait. I just wish I would give anything to have heard Vince's reaction when that was first pitched. The big ninja. Hell yeah, pal. See what you did there. All right. So reportedly, reportedly, this just broke yesterday. Omos is going to have a singles match at WrestleMania. In Dallas, Texas. We didn't know who it was going to be at the time. I guessed Kane. It made sense. Omos is a big, tall son of a... And Kane is a big, tall son of a mayor. And it's, and I thought, well, uh, that's a good way to get Omos and continue to establish his dominance. They'd like to call Kane in and occasionally put a guy over. And, you know, it, it makes Kane a part of the event. that, And he deserves that just being who he is. But also, he doesn't need to win because... Even if Kane wasn't his age, he's too busy to do a real story. Plus, if Taker's going into the Hall of Fame, I mean, having Kane on the show would be... Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Maybe Kane... Because you know, he's not inducting Taker, so... Give, him, give him something to do. Vince is doing it. So that was my guess. Turns out I'm probably wrong on that. You know, Maybe. Nothing for sure. If Dave Meltzer reports it, it's either somebody's dying or somebody's, somebody's way off or... Remember, he reported last week that William Regal was in serious jeopardy of health issues. And he did the same bull with Jake Roberts. Somebody take Dave Meltzer's microphone away. He's done a lot for this business, but now he's just making a whole lot of shit up. He's done great coverage, don't get me wrong, for a lot of years. I told you, it's one of those shows I didn't sleep very much last night. So it's going to be Tangent City. I didn't invent tangents, but I'm going to show you that I perfected them. Did you see this, McCarthy? Did you see this <laughs> last week? Uh, Dave Meltzer acts like William Regal was on his deathbed. Yeah, I saw. Of course I saw. Because look, he does what all media does now. They take one little snippet. Because I do believe Regal was referring to something like three or four years ago when he was in bad health shape. But, you know, being in media like he is, he wants to make sure he gets his precious clicks and everything else, and make a big splash, so he just takes out the that part, and not the, oh yeah, th three or four years ago, when I was going through this, and this, and this, and this, he decided to cut out the dates, and the three or four years ago, and just report on the health issues part, because you, it, you couldn't even say he had health issues if you weren't sure 
was what we saw since he came to AEW. Like, get serious. Did he look sick? He looks no. Absolutely Even fine. Close. Like, so what are you doing? Uh, ask Willer Yuta how sick he is. Yes. <laughs> damn, he smacked the hell out of him. Didn't he? It's a run along sunshine. Speaking of clicks, please like our Facebook page and click that like button. Thank you. Yes, by all means, give us a like, give us a share. We want to grow, but you have to help us do that. And don't you want the perfection of tangents right here? So, yeah. And then remember a few months ago, he had this thing and Jake Roberts was dying. Yeah, I remember. Then two weeks later, Jake Roberts out of nowhere because you know how Lance Archer and Jake Roberts, they run in and out of the Federal Witness Protection Program together. <laughs> uh, so, Which is amazing because the fact that Jake is running anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I'd love to see how they have to do all that with his oxygen tank. Uh <laughs> But it's part of Lance's they workout. Jake, they had, Dave Meltzer had us believing that Jake was not long for this world. Turns out it was a toe injury. He had toe surgery. And then two weeks later, there he is limping along on dynamite with Lance Archer. You know, just kind of standing there watching his, his monster do his thing. But that's certainly not on the deathbed if you're able to come to work and just stand there. Dave, what has happened to you? You would never report that back in the day. You would never be so egregious in your... I mean, that is just sickening reporting. You, you've got us thinking... I don't know if you know, but mental health matters. Mental health matters. And, and, and then he reports all this stuff on Scott Hall that if it's true, he owes it to the world to... Hey, Scott's having problems. Call Dallas. I mean, just just the way that Dave Meltzer, who has done a lot for this industry in terms of coverage, and I'll always respect that, but the way he's become an absolute whore, an absolute whore for clicks, is you, you think the women on OnlyFans are, are questionable? No, Dave Meltzer. Because he reported over the weekend that, oh, Scott had been relapsing for a while. He passed out at the bar the night before the Hall of Fame ceremony last year. Did you see that report? And if he knew this, if he knew this, did you see that report, McCarthy? Yeah, I saw it. He went into detail on how Scott has struggled these last two years because of COVID. And if he knew this and didn't share, and I don't know who he shares with and who he doesn't. I, you know, I don't have his email chain. But if he knew all this and did not bother to, hey, hey, Dallas, Scott's in trouble. Scott's, Scott's falling off. And didn't bother to tell anybody, didn't bother to report it to the right folks, and then saved it for clicks after his death, because we didn't have a clue he'd relapsed. Made, because I was wondering, I was speculating last week, why did he look so fraud at the Hall of Fame ceremony last year? Didn't make sense to me. That makes a little more sense. So if Dave Melcher saved this news for clicks, and I don't know that he did, but I certainly hadn't heard about it, that is disgusting. That's worse than anything Vince has done. I, because why wouldn't you go, hey, Dallas, uh, Scott's, Scott's relapsed. You need to step in. Because according to Dave Melcher, Scott Hall last year, at the, remember he got inducted with the boys, relapsed had relapsed during the pandemic and was overall just kind of being a functional alcoholic again, but doing better in terms of the functional part, but passed out at the bar the night before the Hall of Fame ceremony. 
I hope to God that Dave called Dallas and was like, "We got, you know, you got a problem here." If not, nobody should ever read Dave's stuff ever again. Nobody should ever. And I don't. It's just disgusting. What do you think of all this, McCarthy? I know it's a big time tangent, but it's something we're talking about because. Dave Melcher lately has become a whore for clicks after being a great journalist for this business for a long time. Well, with that other one with with Scott Hall, is it is it firsthand information at the time or did he talk to Kevin Nash or Diamond Dallas Page or Sean Waltman after Scott Hall passed? That's what I need to know. Before I make adjustment on that, because if he's just reporting what he was told, he wasn't sitting on the information. He's just the one that gets to tell the story. However, if he was sitting on the information, that's a problem because I know people reached out to Dallas to help Scott Hall. According to that article, the question is, did Dave Meltzer know at the time or was he told this by a Kevin Nash or a Diamond Dallas Page? Because when I read that, it almost seemed like he was reporting what he was told. And ever, and I, I don't want to ma- accuse the man of anything he hasn't done. Believe me, he's done enough disgusting things recently that I know that he has done. We all know that. But I, but I'm just saying, why wouldn't this information become public? Not because it's our business. Not because it's our business, but it's it's funny how every time Scott Hall farted the wrong way for a long time in this life. Dave Meltzer and a few others were the first to report on it. Oh, he's relapsed. Oh, he's got arrested. Oh, he's done this. You know, and we can't. You can't just go find that. You, we don't just find that out of thin air. You got to go check the court records if Scott screws up. And so I just wonder, Dave, were you sitting on that and didn't want to embarrass Scott, or, or what happened there? You know, because I, I just—it's always funny to me how Dave, especially when something like this happens. He's got all the reporting in the world, and maybe he was told by Kevin, but given Kevin's issues with Dave over the years, because Kevin doesn't like Dave, uh, Hulk's a little better with him now, but really hated him back in the day. Uh, there's a lot of guys that wouldn't go to wouldn't go to Dave. Uh, Eric Bischoff still can't stand Dave. Every week on his podcast, he's calling Dave Melter a no-good pizza chip. Uh, and... So I just have a hard time believing that because, you know, the, the NWO, we all said like a pack of dogs, right, pack of wolves, all kind of think the same, all kind of do the same. And so I just have a hard time believing not, not, Scott Hall and X-Pac are their own men, don't get me wrong, but usually when one of the NWO doesn't like you, the rest of them tend to not like you. Uh, so I just have a hard time believing that. Maybe maybe you're right, maybe you weren't sitting on it, but nonetheless there's at least two things that I know Dave Melcher did that was just crappy. And I, and I would love to ask Dave Melcher about that in a professional manner. I'd love to have him on this podcast or, or just, just be like, Dave, did you know something was going on with Scott and you didn't bother to tell anybody that mattered? Now, I'm not saying for my benefit, I can't help Scott Hall. But if he knew something that, say, Dallas didn't quite know, because every now and again you can fool your friends. And, you know, did did somebody at the hall, at the bar, you know, because the, the Hall of Fame's a party, you know, did somebody bother bother to tell you that does like you because he's got friends in this business how he's been a good reporter I just want to know how you got that information where did you get that information and, and did you pass along that information because if you didn't as far as I'm concerned you can rot 
That's I I don't maybe he did. Not not saying he didn't. But if he did not it's a shame that he's the most trusted journalist in this business that we always have to quote him because he doesn't deserve it anymore. All right. So, let me go back to my original point, which was Omos. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This whole rundown thing, those are the issues that I feel need to be addressed, and so we address them. Again, we're the king of tangents on this show. Supposedly, though, we're getting Omos versus Lashley. Uh... Again, sorry about getting so fired up, folks, but, but, but these old legends are my heroes, and so um, I'm, it's still real to me, damn it, and so I care far too much. That's how I'm always going to be. I'm passionate about passion. What's your passion, Logan? Passion. That's what it is. All right, Napper, how are we getting to Lashley versus Omos? Lashley was hurt. Lashley was out. That, they pulled, that's why they pulled him off the MSG show. Are we getting Omos versus Lashley? That's a couple of big kahunas. I think we are, but I don't know why or how. And it's kind of weird because on one hand, I'm okay with it. It's it should be interesting. Like, I I think in terms of a match quality, I don't think it's going to be bad. But it just seems weird because, as you pointed out, I mean, Lashley's been injured for the last couple of weeks, month, honestly. Because, he, as people remember, um, he was technically injured at Elimination Chamber. He'd already been injured before that at, what, Rumble? Yeah. Uh, and had, then... He had some issues during the Lesnar match. And... Well, because he got, he got suplexed and dropped on his head, and I think he got a concussion, possibly. I don't remember what the full details were. He got hurt. But... To have him come back and face off against it, I know there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, it's a demotion. Look, they're going to put him right back down at the bottom. I don't think that's the case. I think they have him beat Omos because I think it's going to happen because to come back, beat a giant like that who at the moment is undefeated, at least in singles competition. I think that's how they want to try to get Lashley back on top. I don't know. Either that or they're going to use Lashley as a way to catapult Omos even higher. Which, hey, if that's the case, cool. I just want to see a good match. Because so far, I still haven't really seen anything out of Omos that really is spectacular. And it's not necessarily his fault. I just don't think he's developed that much still. Now, let me see something's going to piss off. Oh, I love those. As long as he's oh. not injuring people, it doesn't matter. His development is not that important. As long as he's not injuring people. He's not ever going to be a big worker. He's not ever going to be a great worker. He's too big. He's, he's, he's flipping giant. He's not ever giant! Gonna be, he's not ever going to be a great worker. It doesn't matter. McCarthy doesn't even care. He ain't even pay attention. He's, he's oh, funny. I'm paying attention. He's money. Frankly, Omos needs to win this match because it's time to start catapulting him to where he belongs. Look at him. This is Look the, at him. This is the WWE. This is frankly, and I don't mean this in a derogatory term at all, but WWE for so long, outside of some great exceptions, I'd say 2025 over the years, and as soon as I said this term, you'll understand what I mean. WWE is the land of circus freaks. And look at him. 
all due respect, he's a circus freak. Let's capitalize on that. Undertaker says he's the closest that he's seen to Andre since Andre. The Undertaker, despite his views being a little out of touch and a little outdated on the locker room, everybody's getting all fired up about the grit thing. We'll talk about it. The Undertaker is not stupid and was around when Andre was still still hanging in there a little bit. Um, there's money there if, if The Undertaker sees it because uh, The Undertaker has not been afraid to tell Vince when, hey, this is stupid. Hey, this guy ain't got it. Hey, I want that guy fired. Pyro guy, Bernie. Um, Omos is money. Omos is money. We need this match. I want this match. I'd be looking forward to this match. But we need Omos to go over. Because, frankly, let's be honest, Lashley's in his mid-40s. He can have another run, don't get me wrong. But Omos can be a big-time future player in this company, and this could be the start. This could be the catapult. This could be, if they do it right, this could be what we talk about. That's where he started to become a main event player. When AJ Styles is willing to work with you and take you through, must be he must have the personality characteristics. When Shane McMahon is willing to have segments with you, remember he was the bodyguard guy, he must have enough to just, all right, I'll go along and get along. Omos has got something we need to cash in. McCarthy, what say you? I don't care about his work rate. I think fans like you that get all fired up and say, don't get me wrong, he needs to know enough not to hurt anybody. That's all he really needs because sometimes not everyone's going to be a great worker. Who gives a damn? That's not everybody's style. Some people like hip-hop. Some people like classic rock. Doesn't mean they're not a wrestler, just not your style. What, do you, what say you, McCarthy? Do you think Omos is money or are you going to continue to be out of touch like Bret Hart? Wow, that's egregious as hell. Almas is definitely money, but it's how you develop him because you have to develop him. It's not 1985. How many times have they given guys that look even remotely close to Omos the ball to run with it, and they fail because they're not developed enough? Let's just say the one of top two big guys in the history of this business. First is always going to be Andre. Second is Undertaker. Did Undertaker not evolve his in-ring style? Did Undertaker not realize that he had to do a little bit more than just choking people in the corner to really get over and be where he wanted to be? You say work rate doesn't matter, but one of your favorites didn't have a good work rate when he began, but became one of the greatest in-ring big men we have ever seen and will probably ever C. So I find your statement egregious that work rate doesn't matter when your hero is the undertaker. McCarthy, why are you the way that you are? Why are you the way that you are? No, Shane and I don't know what to do with my hands. I get carried away. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Thank you for watching. Hope you like it. Hope you share it. And I hope you uh, enjoy these jazz hands. Oh, jazz hands. When I say it doesn't matter, would I prefer to have a big man that, that can, can work? Absolutely. No question about it. But you can become an icon without being able to work. Hulk Hogan, not a great worker unless he goes to Japan. Name one since Goldberg. Goldberg's all I need. I'm, I'm just saying name one that that's worked since Goldberg. You can make an argument it, it works for Rick Kali. Yeah, that that's, no, that's see, never worked. Ever. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. 
It's a Hall of Famer, multi-time world champion. It worked to a degree because at first the whole presence of him worked. Just be, like, for instance, popping Rey Mysterio's head like a grape. That part worked. And actually, that's kind of where I was going to go with it. He's got to do enough to get over the great colleague comparisons. That's all I care about is he's got the same look, more or less. He's got the same stature is where I'm really trying to say. He's got the same stature as the great colleague. He's got the same kind of movements as the great colleague. He's got to find a way to up that just a bit. I don't think he's ever going to get to a level of the Undertaker, clearly. No, that's fine. That's rare, but... But even, honestly, even maybe even Andre. Um, if he could be... Uh, honestly, if he could be Big Show. and I say be Big Show. I want to see him be his own version of that. Uh, our buddy Ryan Hill says the great colleague worked for like five seconds. I didn't say it worked for long. Yeah, that's McCarthy true. McCarthy backed me into a corner, and that was my out. And great colleague is going to be Hall of Famer, and there's plenty of people that aren't going to do that. Why don't you just take your walker and smack him over the back with it? Because I'm, I'm not there, huh? See, <laughs> McCarthy knows he's wrong. He's too scared to come in the studio and to make me man to man. Yeah. Egregious as hell. I just don't want to drive that far after driving all day. I wouldn't want to drive that far if I knew my points were stupid, too. Wow, that's egregious. My points are spot on because I'm not wrong. Yes, you are. No, but no, no, I'm not. Yes. And, and he doesn't have to be loose things. This guy can be the guy. He had to be on the level of Undertaker or Luthez, but he needs to prove to the locker room they can actually do something. He's not going to last if he doesn't. He's never going to be anywhere close to the Undertaker. Undertaker is just different. I never said he would be. Just say he needs to take that initiative to truly be respected in the locker room. I don't care if he had AJ Styles in his corner. Does AJ Styles have control over how he's booked? We don't no. know what initiative he this is. This man or doesn't is have control taking. over who he's booked with. Let's get serious for a minute. It's all Vince McMahon that decides where people go. He's the booker. Well, so yeah, to say that, booker, oh, I'm sure AJ he's got Styles. great character because he was paired with AJ Styles. Vince McMahon made that decision, not AJ Styles. I actually find that hard to believe. And you think that if AJ Styles didn't want to work with Omos, especially for as long as that went on, he wouldn't have gotten out of it? Because AJ Styles himself, unless you're calling him a fibber, has said his line of communication with Vince is very open, and everything that he's ever read bad about Vince as far as communication, that hasn't been his experience. So if you think, do you not think that AJ Styles didn't see something in Omos, or you think that Vince just said it's going to be that way, pal? Yeah, I'm more just... He's gone. It's going to be that way, pal, to Austin, Hogan, The Rock. What makes AJ Styles any different? People change. He's been that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's been that way to them, but have they also not expressed the fact that they have been able to go to him and say, I want to work with that guy, and it usually happens? Yeah. So there's both, honestly. Do we have proof that AJ Styles did that? That's what I'm saying here. Do we have proof? Do we have proof he didn't? was it Vince McMahon's idea and AJ Styles is like, yeah, that'll work really well. I like where this is going because he does have the open relationship with Vince McMahon. He can have conversations with Vince McMahon and pick his brain a little bit about what he wants him to do because he's a legend in this business. 
That's totally different than, oh, he's got open lines of communication, blah, blah, blah. That's not the same thing. Just because they have open lines of communication, Vince is still the guy that makes the decision. Whether you like it or not, he's done it to everybody. He will continue to do it to everybody. But having open communication with him helps you understand what he wants from you. Because Chris Jericho doesn't even talk bad about Vince McMahon. If we're going to throw names out here, he thanks Vince McMahon for everything. He has a different relationship with Vince than a lot of the locker room does, just like AJ Styles does, just like Austin, just like The Undertaker, and just like Cena. My point being is that I I don't understand how you can so so accurately and so so vehemently say that Omos hasn't taken that initiative. You don't know what Omos does through the week. I didn't know you guys were pen pals. Are you like John in Knoxville and going to give his cell phone number away? Let me know. So I'd love to text Omos and go, hey, big man, keep doing you because you can be a star in this company. So, point is this. I think you're wrong. Matter of fact, I know you're wrong. And this is money. It, and it doesn't matter if he's a great worker or not. Should he put in the initiative to get better? Yes, absolutely. Should he be like, I'm going to be the next Undertaker or the next Kane? No, no, he shouldn't because he couldn't sniff the jock. Plus, that's not healthy for his career. Like I said, he... I never said to be the next Undertaker or next Kane. Does he want to be a star for two years or for a decade? That's where I'm coming from. I never said that. I've First never seen Omos get better. Decade, Those 30. were not my words. I said he needs to improve in the ring the way The Undertaker did. Take a look at everything and say, okay, I made it here. Now how can I get myself better? That's developing yourself. First thing is he needs a new attire. The Undertaker. All right. So final thing on this Omos thing. If Omos and Lashley happens, McCarthy, who should win this matchup? Say the right answer, you worthless mother. I mean, right, that's Omos, of win. course. Bobby Lashley can handle the loss. Attaboy. It's not that big of a deal. Attaboy. You're trying to make Omos a star. Attaboy. Not lose to Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to build Omos up to, to face Goldberg and Saudi. That's what we're trying to do. All right. Becky Lynch delivered a warning to Bianca Belair. Why are we doing injury angles this close? Huh? Why? Is Bianca Belair going to compete at Mania? Yes. So is this story a whole waste of time? Mm, no. Becky Lynch got a promo on how the Raw Women's Championship is everything to her. Uh-huh. There was one line I was wanting to say, and then I was wanting to play along. And suspend. I, wanted, I wanted you to say it was more important than your child. Yeah. I wanted her to say that it was more important than her child. Because as a heel, I want you to say something that I'm going to gasp about. I wanted her to say that she loves her kid, but all while she was raising that kid, you know, those first 15 months, whatever, she thought, this isn't enough. I need the championship. Can you imagine if she had said that? That kind of heat. Go that far because you're the heel. And it was. It, it was. She didn't, so I thought it was a crock. It was disappointing too, because she, like she brings up the fact she was gone for fifteen months. Okay, bring up why you were gone for fifteen months. We all know the reason why, but use it as part of your promo. 
Bring up the fact that you had to relinquish the title because you got pregnant. Give it up. Like, Go into detail about how it felt being at home and having to watch. Like, You're not trying to get sympathy on yourself because you might get sympathy for yourself during the middle of that promo, but all it takes is one line yeah. like that to immediately get people to go, oh, yeah. I hate her now. Talk about how you had resentment towards your kid. You don't even have to go that far. Why Just not, damn it. <laughs> I feel like that thing Dusty Rhodes would have for sure done. Trying, That's true. We're, we're trying to get heat here. But to be fair, Cody deserved it. Ouch. Trying to get heat here. Anywho, uh, would you like me in thought? Say it, mention your kid, or else this whole promo's a lie. I was thinking that simply because, as we've said numerous times on this show, what makes a great promo when it gets personal? If you can't get personal in the promo, what are we doing? Why are we cutting this? Get personal even a little bit. It's not going to be the end of the world if you bring up your child. And I don't think you have to go the route of, you know, saying you resent your kid. But even still, like something... How about this? I resented Seth Rollins to be able to come to work. That's that would have been a good one. Um, or even you know, just talk about the, you know the struggle and the you know the overbearing uh, pain that you've felt sitting at home and get, having and people thinking you're soft because you're not at work, you're not out there kicking, you know, last kicking, and something along those effects. To get a little bit of, like I said, sympathy, and then turn it around. I'm not weak anymore. I came back for this because I cherish this because this is everything to me. And then you could say, you know, more than my family, more than it, this is my life. Is it the same for you? And then go from there. So, but you're confident this match happened. There is no way. I don't see why not. We well, you know they've said the unspecified amount of time with the uh, I've uh, seen everything that I've read is that's completely all storyline. That's what I figured. McCarthy, what say you? Uh, any chance they pull a fast one and Bianca doesn't compete at this championship? Because none of us want to see Bianca really win the title, but we all like to see Becky not have it. They picked the two worst women ever. Wow. It's harsh words, sir. I mean, of course we're going to have Bianca Belair there. It's it's not specific. It's an unspecified amount of time. And we're a week and a half from WrestleMania, and no one came out in the middle of her promo to replace Bianca Belair. Well, I'm not so, knocking Bianca uh, or Becky. Wait, I'm saying wait. that I'm tired of her title run, and I'm tired of Bianca's big push. I'm ready for... Uh, I'm ready for someone else to have that, that big moment for there's, a little while. The, there's only one woman they could bring out next week that I think even remotely keeps you excited for it, and that's Bailey. But I think they're saving her for Monday after. So do I. Uh, I would be okay if Alexa Bliss was thrown in, because I maybe it's because I like Alexa. Uh, we know, all do. You know, maybe it's because I, I just can't quite let go of The Fiend. Who knows? Anywho, what I am going to do is let go of this microphone for just a few minutes, and we're going to take a, a little bit of a break. When we come back, Travis Napper's upset with Jeff Hardy, and we're going to talk about why. Hey, what's up? 
Ahmed Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest and baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, but now I'm going to go out here wrestling ring. But you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah. But what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. kids looking for a fun inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit then look no further my friends wrestle fit junior is exactly what you're looking for certified personal trainer and pro wrestler superman onyx will treat your mini you to a fitness program like no other with exercises like running the ropes to tire flips and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.